Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 16. Has it been that many already of the Steve Kenyon podcast? I am Steve Kenyon. Thank you for joining us. We are sponsored by Unbeatable Feeds. And I want to invite you to come find us at Unbeatable Feeds booth during the upcoming Wrangler National Finals Rodeo at Cowboy Christmas in Las Vegas. Uh, The Unbeatable Feeds booth will be hopping. They've got all kinds of information about their great food products. And there'll be a lot of folks who will drop by that you might want to come by and get an autograph from i'll be doing some interviews with folks like haven medjit and caleb driggers uh individuals who are sponsored by and part of the unbeatable feeds program uh it's a great great product their new forage only feed we're feeding it to our horses and they love it um and uh, i'd like you to take a look and see where you can find unbeatable feeds you can go to the uh, dealer locator tab on the website at unbeatablefeeds.com. Thank you to M2 Ranch Jerky. It's coming soon. M2 Ranch Jerky, true traditional cowboy jerky, less sugar, more meat, more flavor, seasonings and sauces known to be top-notch by five-star chefs. Watch for it. Coming soon, M2 Ranch Jerky. So here's what's coming up on today's program. This weekend, Saturday, I get to join Farron Lucero, who there's nobody more in tune with the team roping world than Farron, at Charlie Crawford's American Hero Celebration. It'll be a big team roping NFR showcase. Top 15 teams that are headed to the National Finals Rodeo will be there, and this is all a fundraising opportunity for a great great set of charities there are three of them that will benefit this year charlie's given away a home to an american veteran every year since 2020 and uh, we will continue that trend this weekend charlie crawford will join us we'll talk all about that canadian finals rodeo just came to an end calgary smith healing along with brady minor from montana on the heading side dominated i mean dominated to the tune of setting a new average record at the canadian finals They tied for second in the first round, won second outright in the second round, won first three times in the final four rounds, and tied for first in the other round. 24.3 on six head, more than $62,000, over $91,000 for the year. They ended up winning the Canadian Pro Rodeo Association's year-end title, and we will talk about that with Calgary Smith coming up. Uh, So those are our biggest guests coming up this week. Uh, next few minutes here on the Steve Kenyon podcast next weekend. I'm really excited on November 17th and 18th, Friday and Saturday. I'll get to be there and watch the first world champion of the year be crowned uh, alongside my friend, Jody Carper, the in-house announcers for the national final steer roping in Mulvane, Kansas. Among the contestants who are competing, Cole Patterson, number one in the world. He set a regular season earnings record this year, set a record both at the national final steer roping and for the year in 2021 when he won his first title. This is his fifth qualification to the national final steer roping. I asked him about going in in the number one spot. Here's what he had to say. You know, I, it was a good year, but the, the crazy part about it is, is uh, 2021 still felt like a way better year just as far as feel. I know it didn't uh, really reflect that in the scoreboard, but uh, I just – I felt like 2021 I was a lot more consistent and a lot more – won a lot more averages at a lot bigger rodeos, and this year it just kind of felt a little more like a grind, like I was you know, trying to get everything I could piece by piece instead of instead of just flowing like 2021 did. 
That's world standings leader in the steer roping, Cole Patterson. He'll be competing again this year alongside his dad, Rocky Patterson, at the national finals steer roping. We'll talk a lot more about that next week on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. A couple of circuit finals rodeos in the books over the last weekend. Bareback riders dominated at the Wilderness Circuit Finals Rodeo. Cooper Cook, $9,800. He won all three go-rounds at the Wilderness Circuit Finals Rodeo. Turkey Circuit Finals, Evan Batoni. Coming off of a win at the Indian National Finals a week before, won all three rounds and the year-end title in the Turquoise Circuit. He won over $8,000 at the Turquoise Circuit Finals Rodeo. Let's hear from three champions of the Canadian Pro Rodeo Association before we go to break. Zeke Thurston walked away from this year's Canadian Finals Rodeo with his fourth straight Canadian title. 88 and a quarter on Agent Links of the Calgary Stampede to split the final round. Zeke got off to a bad start, took a no score on his first horse, and then placed on everything after that. Split the final round with Logan Hay. Here's what Zeke Thurston had to say about that final horse, the great Agent Links from Calgary. Yeah, a little unconventional. She ducked her head to the inside and just whipped it around. Unless she turned out of there, and it really didn't affect her fouler up too much, and, you know, affected the, the first jump or so, but, um, you know, she still kept cracking them. I'm not sure how Goose got her flanked with her turning out backwards like that, but she still bucked, so. Zeke Thurston, now a four-time champion of the Canadian Pro Rodeo Association, heads to the national finals, third in the PRCA's world standing. Scott Gempner, he's a four-time champion in Canada now. He won over $73,000 for the year, placed in five out of six go-rounds at the Canadian finals. Here's what he had to say to our friend Arnie Jackson at the conclusion of the Canadian finals. Uh, well, they're all pretty similar. Uh, this one... I mean, I'm starting to feel nice. It kind of feels like I, I maybe don't rodeo as hard as I used to, and so I kind of feel like sometimes maybe I'm a little behind sometimes because I don't rodeo as much or be as sharp as I was, but this kind of excludes that I still can do it if I put my mind to it. Bareback rider Clint Lay, now a two-time Canadian champion. He placed in all six go-rounds at the Canadian Finals, won the average over $90,000 for the year, finishing ahead of Oren Larson to win his second Canadian title. I've been so blessed with my family from day one. They've been helping me out, just huge support from my dad and my mom. And uh, my wife's just been amazing. And my traveling partner this year, Danton Birch, I mean, everybody just helps me so much. People at home, yeah, can't thank them enough. I said we'd hear from three Canadian champions. Let's hear from four. Haven Medjid, Miles City, Montana, 2019 PRCA World Champion, now the 2023 Canadian Champion. His first Canadian title, won two go-rounds, ended up the year with over $82,000 won in Canada. Yeah, it's a, you know, honestly, it's just really cool to be able to come up here. We set our plans to come up here a while ago, and to be able to win a Canadian title is just awesome. Uh, had a good season and just uh, tried to finish up at the Canadian Finals, and it worked out. Lynette Broadaway won her first barrel racing title. Edgar Durazo won his second bull riding title at the Canadian Finals. Brady Tryon and Calgary Smith, the champions of the team roping. You'll hear from Calgary Smith coming up later on. Today's program is being sponsored by the Grandview at Las Vegas, the place we stay during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. You don't have a room reserved yet? It's okay. Go to dailymanagementresorts.com. Folks at the Grandview will take care of you. We're coming back to talk to Charlie Crawford about something awesome he's doing for American heroes. We'll tell you about it next on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Hey, y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West, and there's no quit in them either. 
Life's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And if I'm gonna enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live Cowboys. New styles join our time-tested Justin Bent Rail collection. Like the rugged men and women who wear them, these boots stand for quality, integrity, tradition, and hard work. Straight from our legendary El Paso factory, our expert bootmakers build these boots with features that would make even the earliest cowboys proud. Outfit yourself today with a Bent Rail collection by Justin. There's no pretending to being a cowboy. Either you are or you aren't. Which is why everything we do as a company improves or preserves this way of life. The romance, the honesty, the toughness, the craft. More cowboys, please. America could use them. Resist all. We live it every day. Thanks for joining us. This is the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Hope you'll check out the 8 Seconds Media store at 8secondsmedia.com. We've got some fun, warm hoodies and some new merchandise coming as we get ready for Christmas time. You can find it on the 8secondsmedia.com website. Don't forget about our Legends of the Hall podcast. This week's guest, Ty Murray, nine-time world champion, inducted into the Pro Radio Hall of Fame in 2000. Great conversation with Ty Murray. You can find that on our Legends of the Hall podcast. This weekend in North Texas, splitting time between Decatur, Texas, and the NRS Arena and the Cowtown Coliseum in Fort Worth on Saturday, the American Heroes Celebration. Used to be called the American Military Celebration. Produced by Charlie Crawford and a group of people that he works with. He's put together a board of directors. This started one day when Charlie and his wife Jackie literally bought some guys in military fatigues lunch and decided they need to figure out how to do more. Well, Charlie's retired from team roping after 10 trips to the NFR, and he's doing a lot more. Three different charities will benefit from everything that's about to happen this week in North Texas. I caught up with Charlie Crawford to get him to tell me the story. Charlie, I think you found a mission in life uh, with this program that you're involved with to support not just our military men and women, but now our first responders. The American Heroes Celebration is this week. Uh, Welcome, number one, and thank you for your time, and thank you for doing what you are doing on behalf of so many people who served us. Well, thank you, Steve, for for inviting me on your show, and I appreciate that. It's uh, It's been something that you know, is the good thing about I love coming on your show, Steve, is that there's not an announcer who knows me any better. <laughs> well, that's true. The yeah. Time, the time you announced my high school rodeos till now, all of a sudden, now I'm trying to put on events for a military and raise money to to give back. And it's been a it's been a heck of a ride from from then till now. That's for sure. By the way, when he was a teenager, he was pretty good as a tie down roper and he wasn't a bad bulldogger either. Just so you know. My 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 passion was steer wrestling and bronc riding. The problem was I wasn't any good at either one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other story for a whole other time. Last year, <laughs> exactly. last year this week was called the American Military Celebration. You have adjusted the Correct. name a little bit. Tell me about that. Let's start there. Why now the American Heroes Celebration? So we wanted to make sure we included our first responders along with the military, and so we decided that to be a little bit more understood to be able to pitch to sponsors and um, people that want to be involved and and to make sure that when we're trying to promote our roping that if you're a first responder or, or serve in the military, 
and you have a rope hanging anywhere in your barn, we want you there. So we don't want no confusion. We want we want everyone here at this event. We want them to participate and enter or just come and see it because we have we have some people that come from Connecticut just to come and hang out with the guys. They don't even rope. Wow. They came to our branding. They've seen it the first time. They've been flying there. That's their vacation every year. They come and hang out and, and they're able to get around their their like minded brothers and sisters that they fought with and or just the like mindedness of the camaraderie than this so much. So tell me what's going to happen this week, Charlie. Let's let's just start from you and I are talking on, uh, uh, what is today, Monday. Um, tell me what's going to, or Tuesday, I guess. Tell me what's going to happen this week. So Tuesday, we start with the meet and greet. Me and uh, the ops team, we go down there and get the, the banners up in the arena. We make sure the steers get there for the clinic that's starting tomorrow, and we kind of get everything ready to go today. And then we have a meet and greet at four o'clock. This is all the new clinic participants. We have eight new headers and eight new healers every year. And these are military and first responders. And so Trey Johnson and I, we do a clinic for two days, but we, uh, Marty B's, they come and cater this event up there at NRS today between four and eight. We just basically have a meet and greet. A lot of the sponsors come to basically say thank you to the veterans and welcome them in. A lot of the other alumni guys that have been to the clinic before, they come in and support. And we basically get them ready for the clinic for the next two days. And so on Wednesday and Thursday, Trey Johnson and I do a roping clinic. And Mm -hmm. it's free for military and first responders. We've hand-selected eight guys on both ends. And... We, uh, Trey Johnson is the one who's really helped this thing really take off. This thing used to be in my, in my arena, at my house, yeah. in my backyard. It was free for anyone who had served and it, the stalls were free. The plugins were free. The clinic was free. Then didn't take long before all my sponsors heard about it. started donating this product. Then it didn't take long for the town to hear about it. And they got involved and hard age started donating food to it. Well, that became larger than life. But what Trey does is Trey brings his ministry to this clinic to where the amount of people that have been struggling with PTSD, Trey has been able to help them in so many different ways. The guy is struggling spiritually. Trey has been able to take it to a whole new level. And the amount of people that have given their lives to Jesus Christ at our clinic, wow. that's what's probably made this thing to where it started becoming more than just a clinic. Huh. And so we continue that that legacy there is, is making sure we continue to keep having that clinic. Wednesday night, me and the board members, after the first day of the clinic, we have a cook-off. And so me and Ken Bray and Troy Applegate, we, we kind of go at it on the cooking. And uh, so we cook for all the guys on Wednesday night. And then after the clinic is done on Thursday, we have buckle presentations. We give prizes away for the, for the uh, guys who win the, the clinic. And then we start Thursday night at 7 p.m. with our ranch rodeo. Got it. Um, and that so can- the ranch rodeo idea was basically because of the amount of times that I've tried to get these guys to learn how to rope. Yeah. It's kind of like playing golf. you got to be able to relax and kind of get the feel of the club and learn how to do that. Well, when you add adrenaline to when they're going zero from – they kind of go into the mentality of about ready to go through a door like they're in the SWAT team. Yeah. To control that that energy that they have is is difficult. So we're like, you know what? Let's get a ranch rodeo event for them. That way they can just they can cut loose. They can just run run as fast as they want. Yeah. And it's great watching. It really is. 
So then there's a reception on Friday night up at NRS and Saturday. Um, and full disclosure, Charlie has given me the unique opportunity to announce this big roping on Saturday with the top 15 that are going to be at the NFR. Farron Lucero and I will have a chance to be behind the microphone. But I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to Saturday, Charlie. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we, we start off at NRS. is a great place to kind of get our roping preliminaries. On Friday, we'll have the first three rounds of the military first responder roping. The top 15 teams of that goes into our NFR showdown on Saturday night this afternoon at Cowtown Coliseum. Same way with our top four ranch rodeo times. They'll go into the basically our, our finale, which is the NFR showdown on Saturday afternoon. We have an open roping where the we have two teams that come from the open roping into the NFR showdown. So they get a chance to qualify along with the, the best ropers in the world that are headed to Vegas. And then we also have what we call a mill first pro. That's where the military first responders get a chance to rope with the guys going to the NFR this year that they're about to watch on TV. So the experience is amazing that they get with this. And then we have our gala at 81 club in Fort Worth, right across the street from Billy Bob's. Pam and Billy Minnick have a building there that they've let us do our gala on Friday night. So that's where our money's raised. And we have some amazing, amazing items, live auction items between the sniper experience I think uh, you get a flight jet. There's, there's a, we got one that's the, no, nowhere else can you do this in the world to where if you want to pick anyone that's going to the NFR this year, you have a chance to head for them at the NFR showdown. Really? So the highest bidder, the highest bidder has a chance to rope in an NFR setting against the top guys in the world and they can pick whoever they want to rope with. And w- whether you're heading, you'll get to pick your healer. If you're healing, you'll get to pick your header. So there's two spots available, heading and healing. Nowhere else do you get that experience. Wow. And so we're really excited to see where that goes in the future. So, and this year we also included a back number ceremony. So Susan Canode is also with our ops team. She helps me a lot with getting this thing going. She's gotten some of the, some five rodeo committees, St. Paul, uh, Austin, San Antonio, Fort Worth, and I think Houston back numbers right here to where – these guys are going to have a back number ceremony on Friday night during the gala. Just like the NFR, we're trying to get these guys as close to an NFR experience. So those 15 teams will compete on Saturday afternoon in the exact same feel and as and that resembles the Thomas and Mac with uh, buckles and saddles. And you'll basically get to feel what it's like right there. One team right there, get to feel what it's like to win the average of the NFR. Wow. Um, so let me, let's, I want to talk more about that, but I want to talk about, who benefits? Uh, you have got um, a charity or two. Correct me if I'm wrong when I say that, Charlie. I, I, talk about the charities that will uh, be the beneficiaries and what you are able to do with the money that you raise each year. So a lot of the money that we raise or all the money that we raise goes into a lot of different things. And so our, our branding that we have, we, we got 12 guys that never rode before to our branding, United We Brand the Spring, that has helped guys with PTSD that never rode before. So we get them out there and get to go get that Yellowstone experience. And we've had people donate food to us. So we've been able to go and find the, we, we donated a bunch of beef this year to the fire department because of the amount of stuff that they had to go through in the last two droughts that we've had, the amount of activity they've had. So we've donated that to all the guys in, in my area, the local fire department, to them and their families. And 
had some extra to where they can also do it to benefit and raise money. So we're actually able to help to go right to the guys and help. We've had uh, we've gotten together with the Fort Worth um, uh, homeless veterans shelter, and we've don't been able to donate six thousand dollars worth of clothes to homeless veterans, and then also going forward with food. So that's just a part of stuff that we do on the side. And the last few years, we've been donating to Building Homes for Heroes. So we've helped build homes for guys that have gotten blown up in the war or severely hurt or can't walk. We have helped build them homes. Hmm. And last year, we, we started with a new um, charity, which is called Brotherhood for the Fallen. Yeah. And so Brotherhood for the Fallen donates money to the families of somebody who's been murdered in the line of duty, violently murdered in the line of duty. And so the, the police officer who was killed in Cisco, we were able to step up and help that family get through funeral costs or whatever they need until their benefits come through. And so we'll be donating to them as well. And then we've also added this year our third charity, Charlie Five. And they bring in people severely with suffering from PTSD and they help them bond with horses kind of like where they have the dogs right there where they're able to help like with that this guy does it through the horses wow. so that's a lot of what we do as well and he's helped with bringing horses to our clinic for people to ride for the military guys to ride or police force and so he's really stepped up with us and being able to kind of kind of create a uh, similar like minds and and what we're trying to do and so we've been working a lot together with that and so yeah, I mean everything that comes in goes out the door. Let me let me ask you about the history of all this. And you and I and you and Jackie and I have done other interviews about this this process in the past. Um, what started as you and Jackie at a cafe someplace having lunch and seeing some guys in fatigues and buying their lunch for them turned into a Veterans Day weekend roping clinic and has now blossomed into this have i kind of got the history Crazy. right i know that's the abbreviated version of it but did you ever yeah. imagine when you bought those guys lunch that one day that this would become the life passion that it's become for you so garrett jess and i have been really good friends for a long time i roped with his dad when i was growing up and we become best friends now and when we were roping you know when we would buddy together we would always try to do something for somebody else like if we sat down and ate lunch like man, that person looks like he's having a bad day and we'd buy him lunch. We'd just get the ticket, buy him lunch and leave. Like we were trying to like, cause it's so selfish out here being rodeo cowboys. Like everything's about us. You know, we, you know, everything. Cause if you don't, to be successful, you have to be extremely selfish. And so we kind of knew that we were trying to do better. We we're trying to do better with things. And so me and Jackie, we sat down and we seen it. And we're always, we, every time we'd see somebody in military uniform or a police officer, we'd always try to buy them lunch. And so me and Jackie sat down and did the same thing and bought some people lunch. And we were driving back home and our minds just went to race. And she was like, you know, it's great to be able to buy them lunch. But like, what do you think a guy could possibly do for people like this who sacrifice so much? You know, just just thinking of the tip of the iceberg of rodeo and you know, how long I'm gone for my family and how much I hate that. Well, some of these guys are gone for way longer than that. The sacrifice the family makes, the, the sacrifice what the person makes that doesn't get to see his kids, and the sacrifice between their body or even their own life or their mental capacity when they get back. And it's like, 
You know, so we started with the only thing we could offer that we thought that we were good at was the clinic. And so we started doing that and then just kind of grown and grown. And then you could really feel that first year when we were starting to get hundreds of phone calls for this clinic. You could, when we did the, the roping for the very first time, you could truly feel God's presence. It was one of those things where you're like, God, how could we do better? And you could feel it when he stepped in. Because when I'm getting hugs from wives who have are just in tears and that somebody would take the time to do something like that for their husband. And the people that would tell me that they hadn't seen their husband that happy since he got back. And guys coming and telling me that that was the best day of their life. You know, it's really, for me, kind of a, a slap in the face because I, I rodeoed and roped and competed like I had to because that was how I fed my family. Right. I kept, forgetting, I kept forgetting that I get to. I get to do that. Like, they got to fill my shoes for one day, and it was the best day of their life. And it was really one of those things of like, man, sometimes you don't understand what you do and the impact you make until, until someone gets to do what you do. And so I owe a lot to these guys. I mean, not only for our freedom, but just the perspective that they've shown me. And, you know, now this is something that could be my legacy that, that I want to make sure that my kids see. And, you know, I may cuss the hell out of our government for, for a lot of good reasons, but I still love this country. Yeah, I think we all feel that way. Um, a lot of us feel that same way, Charlie, that, you know, we, we've got the best thing going. And you've you've you've. You don't just have, you've created, in my opinion, an opportunity to give back to a level that a lot of us wish we could, and most of us can't or haven't created that opportunity, and you have. And for, for that, um, we all need to be forever grateful for the, for the job that you've done. Um, this is, this is a, how many homes have you helped veterans, first responders, uh, you've given away a home a year at the Big Roping, right? This will be number four that we've helped with, for sure. Helping yeah. people get into a home yeah. that is that is customized <laughs> for if there's someone in their family who has suffered severe injuries, has lost limbs, something like that. Yeah. It's it's You're able to do that for them, right? A long way from Canby, Oregon, huh, Steve? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> No kidding. It's a hey, hell of a circle, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It really is. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, Chuck Crawford no, would be kind no of proud. One. Not even me. <laughs> so let me ask you about the roping on Saturday. And let me just focus on the top 15 headers and the top 15 healers in the world. Um, this is, in addition to everything else and in addition to their chance to give back, and I know those guys really relish the chance to give back. And if you want to talk about that, please do. But just from the standpoint of getting into an arena that's a similar size as the Thomas and Mac at Cowtown Coliseum and having a competition against those other those other teams that they're going to be competing with at 10, for 10 nights at the NFR, this is a big deal for them, I think, isn't it? It is. It is. We've got a lot of money added, and, you know, these guys get a shot at 10000 to win, and um, we, we wanted to make it as real as possible. For one – to bring people in to come watch because the money that we make on ticket sales also goes back to charity. So we're also trying to use them a little bit as bringing people there. And we also use them right there too, to give these guys the experience. But I tell them every time they come is like, 
hey, this ain't like another rodeo to where we're kind of like, you know, using you guys as a guinea pig to sell tickets. We are in one perspective, but another perspective, you guys are also a part of something. You know, you guys are changing a lot of these guys' lives with the experience you guys are giving them. And you can start to see that when it comes to the them getting to rope with the guys in the military first responder pro roping, you can start to see some camaraderie getting built between some of the guys that make the NFR every year and some of the of the military and first responders. And yeah, there's people, you know, that uh like it's it's been it's been funny to watch. There was one guy that was gonna ride in the box during the military first responder short round that's in the basic Thomas and Max setup. And he goes riding the box where Caleb Driggers was looking right there on the side to see what steer he had draw that was kind of right by the box. And he taps Caleb on the shoulder and he goes, Hey Caleb Driggers, can you mind moving out of my way? I've got to go rope a steer real quick for a lot of money. <laughs> and Caleb's like, Oh yeah, yeah. And this guy started laughing. He's like, he looks at his partner in the box. He goes, Can you believe that? I just told Caleb Driggers to get out of the box. Like oh, he just he thought it was funny as heck. Funny. You know, yeah, just the experience that these guys get to be around these guys. And, and, you know, there's a lot of a lot of them, too, that, like, have never seen it. But on TV, they've never been to the NFR. And so a lot of these guys, they get to see what these guys rope like at high level. And they're like, wow, that's fast. You know, like, they get yeah. to really see, like, what that looks like. So this, they're getting experiences in so many ways. And it's so good for the, the NFR guys. Like, they get some good practice before the NFR. And then not only that, this just what they're able to um, offer these guys on, you know, the experiences that they're getting, just being able to rope with the guys they're about to watch on TV. So it's it's been a heck of a deal um, from for where where we're at today, and it just keeps getting bigger. If you're a guy that just got done learning how to rope, and you're standing there, and you get to watch. Dustin Agasquiza, up close and personal. Dustin's the first name that comes to my mind. Yes. Have the rope out of his hand before his, you know, barely cleared the barrier. And you're going, these guys are that good? I mean, it's yeah. got to it, it's, it's, it's gotta be something where they give back both ways, I would imagine. Yeah, it is. I mean, these guys put on a good show. And then, you know, another thing is, too, is our ranch rodeo. We take our four teams in. So we have a ranch rodeo in the middle of this competition as well. And... There's a four-man team, and we turn three steers out there, and we put a pin in the middle of the arena. They have to rope and tie two steers down, and they have to gather the other steer and pin it in three minutes. And whatever they came in with, they have to leave with when they shut the gate. And so if they lost their hat, their shirt, their boots, or their underwear, whatever they came in with, they have to leave with. And you'll see why when you watch it, because it'll actually keep you on the edge of your seat because it's like, oh, you forgot your hat, you know. And, yeah. and one guy couldn't catch the steer, so he just jumps off his horse and tackles the steer. And, it, it you know, it, it really does bring some great entertainment to to the event. And yeah. it's, it's it's my favorite event to watch when we have that on Saturday afternoon. Charlie, for people who, who would like to be there, for people who can't be there, um, Friday night, Saturday afternoon – what do they need to know? Where do they get tickets? Um, what are we What are we doing to get it out there? You know, beyond Cowtown Coliseum. Talk about that a little bit. So Friday, if you got somebody that's you know entered in the military first responder roping or want to watch them rope with the best guys in the world, you can follow it on X Factor. They're going to be there showing it um, on their app on X Factor, and there's going to be some great open roping watching 
Um, we're taking two teams out of there. We got money added in that. It's going to be a great event. Some of the best guys in the world will be there. So it's going to be good watching there. It's also live on the X Factor. Saturday afternoon, uh, the Cowboy Plus app, uh, it will be live. And I believe also the Cowgirl app will also be live. And then they'll be live streaming it, I think, later on the Cowboy channel. I'm not sure how much longer, but it will be yeah. publicized on the Cowboy channel later. Awesome. Um, I cannot Other wait. Other than that, come, come get a ticket, libertyandloyalty.com, yeah. libertyandloyaltyfoundation.com, and there'll be tickets available. Um, if you're wanting to go to the gala, you better hurry because I think it may be sold out. Um, and then we want to – I'm telling you, I, I want to rock this place. I want to I want to get this Saturday afternoon NFR showdown filled one day. That's my, that's my new goal because I want these guys to feel like when they ring the bell – I want them to feel like what that Thomas and Mac feels like when it erupts. That's the one experience that we have left right there between the back numbers and getting the experience and the victory laps. And, you know, we got $25,000 added in the military first responder rope. You know, these guys are roping at real money. And the next one I want them to feel, I want them to, I want them to feel when that crowd erupts, what that feels like and sounds like, because, if I was to say I miss anything on rodeo and that right there, yeah. that's the one thing you can't explain. And uh, that's the that's my next thing to check off on the list is to pack that Fort Worth Stock Show Coliseum, that Fort Worth Cowtown Coliseum, and and get the crowd in it. So that's that's my next goal for sure. LibertyAndLoyaltyFoundation.com is the website if you'd like to know more. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Charlie, thank you for all you have done. Uh, thank you for all you continue to do. I know this is a busy week for your family. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you Friday night and Saturday. Well, Steve, I want to thank you. Um, there hasn't been <laughs> um, anybody that I can think of that has helped this more than you. You've called every single year. Um, you've been another driving force to get this thing out there you know it's one thing to do it and then it's another thing you've got to be heard you know your story yeah. has to be told and you've done that for us every single year and no matter all the the, the hoops and hurdles that you've had to go through from from the time we started to where we're at today i appreciate you helping us you know get our story out and and, and be heard and so i want to I can't tell you how much we thank you and every everything you've done and and I I'm I'm looking forward to you being a part of it this year. Um, there's no better stat man in the world of anyone that I've seen better than Steve Kenyon. Oh, thank you. Um, the, the things that you're able to put in a fast amount of time and the stats that are just crystal clear is, you know, you're you're a legend in that. And to have you a part of this this year, it, it's an honor. So we're. We're we're happy to have you. Well, can't thank wait you. for it on Saturday afternoon. Thank you, Charlie. I feel I feel really humbled that you say all of that, uh, Charlie Crawford. I appreciate your time. Travel safe. Enjoy the heck out of the week. I appreciate it, pardon. Thank you. Looking forward to it this coming Saturday. If you happen to be in or around Fort Worth, come to the stockyards. Come to the Cowtown Coliseum. And you'll get a chance to be, if you're at the Cowtown Coliseum, they seat about 24, 2,500 people in there. You'll be closer to the best team ropers in the world than you will ever have a chance to be. Uh, and it's going to be quite a day, and all the money goes to support some great 
causes. We'll tell you more about it uh, next week and about who's, who some of the big winners were at the American Hero Celebration. Thank you to Wrangler, Long Live Cowboys. Thank you to Resist All. We wear it every day to the Justin Boot Company. Standard of the West since 1879. To Prefort, number one in Ranch and Rodeo, to Unbeatable Feeds. Find us at Cowboy Christmas during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and to M2 Ranch Jerky, true traditional cowboy jerky, coming to a store near you at the beginning of 2024. Canadian Finals Rodeo, we've talked a lot about it this week, came to an end on Sunday afternoon. Six go-rounds of competition in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. When the dust had settled in the team roping, Brady Tryan from Montana, Calgary Smith from a little town called Adams, Oregon, ended up as the Canadian champions. They didn't just win it, they dominated. Over $62,000 at the Canadian Finals. They won the uh, four go-rounds, actually won three outright, split one. They won second in one round, split second in the other round, won over $90,000 for the year. It was as dominant a performance as it could be. I got up with Calgary Smith to get him to tell me the story. And Calgary, you did so along with your partner Brady Tryan in dominant style is there any way that rodeo could have gone any better from you got for you guys and what you got done uh no not that i could have planned uh it maybe could have went a little bit better for brady's sake just because last time cal i don't know actually i don't know if it was the last time callahan was there or not or uh she won four rounds in a row all outright by herself and we split one. So she's still got, she's got one up on Brady, but <laughs> for our sake, I, I don't think it could have gone any better. Yeah. That year Callahan was a Canadian champion. I'd forgotten about that. Um, yep. So Brady's had, Brady's had pretty good luck in, in Canada. Uh, you were tied for first in round one or tied, or you were second in round one tied for second in round two. And then after that tied for first, 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 and first. 24.3 on six head, first in the average, $91,000 for the year, over 60000 at the Canadian Finals. Um, how'd you do it? Oh, I was I was telling everybody all week, and it came out as kind of ignorant in one of the articles, and I did not mean it that way at all, uh, that all I was doing is just throwing my rope in the ground and Brady was dragging him in it. He was, he was doing all the hard work. He made my job easy. I wasn't mean that like every time I throw, I'm just going to catch. I didn't mean it like that. I was just mean Brady was, Brady was doing everything so easy and making everything so easy on me that he made it feel like I couldn't catch. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't miss every time, every time he turned him, he had him, just set up for me that I just set my rope down on the ground and he drug him in it. Huh. You know, and the interesting thing about that Calgary is a healer. I mean, you know, better than I ever will. Um, you can't do what you do without that guy on the front side. And if he's on, if, if, if he's in a zone, how much easier does that make your life? Oh, it's unreal. Easy. He's, he was in a zone all year long i think i'm i've made a post say on facebook i think he broke from may to november i think he broke maybe two barriers and i mean i don't think in august he might have not even missed a steer i don't like it was he roped so good all year and it would just made let us stay in a groove all year long we never really 
had a real bad stretch where we didn't at least catch. We maybe not as won as much as we needed, but or wanted, but we were at least always catching to her when we drew a good one. We still had confidence. Yeah. Um, tell me, for, I've known you and your family and your brother for a lot of years, but yep. um, as as you start to win more and more big stuff, and you've already won a lot of big stuff, kind of tell me the Calgary Smith story. How'd you get to, to this point where you're top 50 in the PRCA, newly crowned Canadian champion, dominated the Canadian finals? Kind of take me take me through your history and what got you here as a team roper. Uh, I don't uh, really know what made me choose team roping. Honestly, my my family, my mom and dad, they brought us up in rodeo, but I don't think I've ever even seen my mom maybe put a halter on a horse. Yeah, and your dad's <laughs> a bareback rider and your brother's a bull rider. Yeah, and I just. I thought I wanted to be a bull rider when I was little and broke my leg when I was young and that, but I stopped that. I was tired of that. And when I was sitting in a wheelchair with my broken leg, I broke the dummy and we built a little hook so I didn't have to roll back and forth, take my rope off that I could just reach up and take it off with the hook. So I didn't have to go back and forth. And once I got out of that, I just pretty much knew roping was what uh, I wanted to do. And that's just kind of all I've done. I remember, I think in high school, I didn't go a full week of school just so I could, I was always gone on the weekends or gone in Arizona or gone something, doing something, going roping or missing football games to go rope to the actor finals or just doing anything I could do to go somewhere else and rope and not be just stuck. Yeah. Um, who helped you? Who taught you? Um, really, I mean, my dad always kept us on good horses when you were little and stuff. But for the most part, it was kind of just, I mean, us kids just roping together and just roping and uh, jackpotting and stuff and just kind of self-taught. And then once I started uh, – really focusing on my healing the last about four years. Hmm. Uh, BJ Roberts from Hermiston has been huge for me. Yeah. I think he's one of the most underrated guys in the Northwest, and I go to him for everything. Uh, you were fifth in the rookie race in 2021. One of those years in there, you won the Pendleton Roundup, roping behind Jason Stewart, as I remember. Uh, you've yep. always had good headers in front of you, but, I mean – You've you've had at a very young age winning Pendleton for a kid who grew up in Umatilla County and now winning the Canadian title. You're 25 years old and you've already had some memories. Yeah, yeah. Pendleton was Pendleton was awesome. I I was still on my permit when that happened, and uh, I don't I don't know if it is or not for sure. I've tried to look it up, but I think. Uh, Jason and I have the average record on three in the team roping that Pendleton two. So to have the Canadian finals average and that one is pretty special. Yeah, no kidding. I probably will look that up. Hey, speaking of Jason Stewart, uh, Jason and Brian would not forgive me if I didn't ask you about unbeatable feeds because I know you're part of their program too. Yep. Yeah, I've been – I fed it all last year. I was buying it just from Tractors Fly all last year and then got up here to the Northwest and it was – 
it's still kind of getting out, put out to all the stores and stuff, but I've been feeding it for a while and all summer long, my horse, I feel like I've been having to drop my cinches and not pick them up as the rodeo season went on. My horse has just stayed so fat and full and good looking. And that's been a change. Yeah. Great change for my horses and my feed program to keep them feeling their best all the time. Well, especially with, I mean, life on the road is, you know, there, there's a lot that has to be done to keep horses in good shape. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's been, been huge. It's been, I'm excited to keep them on it keep, keep going and all the cool stuff that they're doing to help rodeo has been, it's special to be a part of. Yeah. Tell me about your horse that you rode up at the Canadian finals, Calgary. Is it, um, is it one that you rode all year? I'm guessing you've got more than one that you, you can heal on, but tell me about the horse you rode in Canada. Uh, yeah, I took, uh, two up there all summer. Um, but I rode the sorrel at probably 90% of them. His name's general. He came from, uh, Riley and Paige Bosworth out of Hermiston. He was, uh, just out in their pasture and I saw they post or Riley posted a Facebook deal on, on him. There, there was this horse that had 30 days or so. That was this out in their pasture and they wanted sold. And I picked him up when I got home from Arizona and I took him home and started roping the dummy and stuff on him that day. And that was four years ago. And he's my number one. Now he, he can do whatever. Awesome. Uh, so what's next for you? You, you, you just got back to, um, the little town of Adams, Oregon and are from Canada. And now you're turning around and head to Arizona. Is that right? Yep. I got back last night about nine o'clock and here in about four hours, I am loading everything up. I'm going to take five heel horses with me and I'm headed to Arizona to go jackpot for a living now i'll be darned well i hope things continue to go so well uh you and brady i'm guessing are going to continue to rope together i hope yep 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 we're going to uh i think we'll get into everywhere we're still kind of waiting on houston to see where they they take 32 and we're 33rd so we're like the first alternates but i think our odds of getting in are going to be pretty good just the way they do all their qualifying stuff but uh we'll go to all of them that we can this winter down there and hope it goes good and if it does we might take off a little more uh i don't really know we haven't talked about it much i claim the columbia or the montana circuit next year instead of the columbia river so i'm gonna be over there more and i just he's got a family in a house and stuff i just tell him to put me down where he wants to go and I'll be there. Got it. Um, last question. And that, and that's about Brady. Uh, you know, he comes from the Tryan family, which is world famous in the team roping business. He's been to the NFR. You guys just won a Canadian title together from that standpoint. Is he, um, is he able to provide you with some guidance and, and, uh, can you learn some things from him? Yeah, he was, he was, he spoiled me all year. I didn't, I didn't have to enter one rodeo. I didn't have to, do anything he showed me the being over there and somewhere new out of the circuit uh 
he showed me where to go and the good spots to stay and lay up so you could always get your horse in a good pen and never have to tie him up and no he he was he was a huge help he's only i think he's maybe 10 years older than me yeah. but he uh he i don't know how to say like he didn't treat me like a kid but like he he treated me like like his partner. Yeah, yeah, like his partner. Like yeah. he made sure that I was taken care of and I actually rodeoed in a bumper pull trailer all summer and slept in a bedroll in my tack room and he uh he let me shower in their trailer and stuff and you know they've they've kind of just turned into family his me and his little girl got a breakfast uh down every morning i go get us two chocolate donuts and she gets one and i get one and that's our breakfast together when we're already on so there you go well you've you've got i mean you're 25 years old which is you're not a kid anymore you're not that 19 year old kid but by the same token you still got a lot that you're going to have a chance to experience calgary and i'm i'm so happy for you tell your family hi for me and and uh uh, congratulations on a dominant performance at the canadian finals thank you very much Remember that kid's name, folks, Calgary Smith, 25 years old from Adams, Oregon, which is just north of Pendleton on the highway between Pendleton and Walla Walla, and uh, 33rd in the world in the PRCA this year, and now the newly crowned Canadian Pro Rodeo Association champion team roper. That's it for episode number 16 of the Steve Kenyon Podcast, as uh, we are thankful that you join us. We are thankful if you will take some time to support and think about the people who are our sponsors unbeatable feeds m2 ranch jerky wrangler resist all the justin boot company prefert and of course the good people at the grandview at las vegas if you're looking for a place to stay during the wrangler nfr dailymanagementresorts.com episode 16 is coming up next week on thursday we'll talk a lot about the national final steer roping god bless everybody i'm steve kenyon thanks for joining us for the steve kenyon podcast